Welcome to episode 104 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me routinely chancing my future by making my inner monologue public on Twitter at S-E-A-T-J-K. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you? And I forgot to write a joke this week, so uh, where are you at on Twitter? <laughs> I just, I'm just looking at my script, and it's just, it just says, where can we find you? And then it's like, where can we find you? I'm, I'm, also, I'm also disclosing my innermost thoughts and accidentally exposing my demons at CD Villasenor. Don't get canceled. You can't cancel me. <laughs> I don't have enough. I don't have enough followers to get canceled. Don't you have know, to have a certain I, amount? Don't you have to have a certain following to get canceled? Like, I would assume if you're if you're if you're essentially unimportant, you, can you be canceled? Not really. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm just I'm just a normal guy. You can't cancel me. You could send something. You could be one of those people that sends like like the lady who sent the. Uh, offensive tweet and then got fired by the time she got on the ground before she got before sorry before she got on the plane <laughs> and by the time she got on the ground she found out she lost her job everybody hated her it's like a 12 hour flight <laughs> that joke still makes me laugh that's why i'm such a bad person i'm not gonna repeat that joke because i might get canceled i thought it was pretty funny that's i think you should funny, repeat it. it it's a funny joke i'm not repeating it okay but anyway right. look it up yourselves listeners if you don't remember <laughs> Uh, interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. Tonight we're going to talk about taking chances, making chances, and getting second chances. We'll begin in segment one with a look at public figures who've run afoul of the scolds and where the lines of public shame have been or need to be redrawn. In segment two, we'll move on to the chances you take when staying in an unregulated temporary dwelling, and Chris is apparent direct responsibility for that in his neighborhood. And finally, we'll see what kind of chances we're willing to take with a fresh batch of would-you-rathers. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for Dejawa before heading to the OT for a chance at some rare cuisine. So before we make a show, let me ask you, is there anything about you personally, Chris, Mm. that's stuck in time and obvious to the outside world? Uh, my mullet? No, I don't. Have, I wish I had a mullet. No, I don't know. Is there There's anything stopping I, you from growing a mullet? <laughs> Just lack of hair. The um, is there anything? I don't hair gets any, long. Ask the president. I, I've uh, I'm I'm pretty nor I'm like, I'm very normcore. So I <laughs> I'm like the king of normcore. So there's nothing that really stands out that I'm you know there's no anachronisms that that just sort of follow me around. Okay. Well, I ask you always, right? It's always a setup. Yeah, of <laughs> course it someone, is. Some, We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere with this line of questioning. I understand right, right. this. So, as I've discussed before on the show, uh, I take my girls to soccer on a regular basis, and I'm often exposed to other parents of other children. Um, rather than bag on the other kids this week, I have plenty to say about the crappy <laughs> kids in this in this crop. But uh, there's a particular father who seems to have made friends with another one of the fathers. Good for mm-hmm. them. When I'm there, I don't want anybody to talk to me if I can manage fair, it. Fair enough. <laughs> it's not I wanna, a team. I want to talk to the moms. <laughs> I don't want to talk to these other dads. I'm there to get my tickets and watch my kids play soccer. Gotcha. It's not a team yet. I don't feel like I need to be your friend. Fair. Anyway, so there's a guy. He looks like he's roughly my age. Early 40s. Certainly can't be any older than like 45. Might be as young as like 38. It's really hard to tell. Um, because he wears, and I mean Every week, he wears carpenter jeans, um, a, some sort of screen-printed T-shirt that's tucked in with a belt and his sneakers, mm-hmm. and he has a purposeful mustache. And it's not like a cool, trendy mustache where he's doing something interesting. It's just a regular-ass caterpillar, <laughs> just illin. Like, he looks like a 90s step... In fact, he looked like my stepdad in the 90s. <laughs> So I find this phenomenon extremely weird, and I, I've thought about this for a while. There's a certain type of person who matures into, like, the previous generation's version of a mature person. Yeah. And I'm wondering, do you – is it is it your your occupation, or what do you think it about his, is about his life that leads him to look like he's still in, like, 1998? That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't compel him to be modern in any way, shape, or form. How did he get stuck in 98 if he's only like 42 right now? <laughs> maybe he had formative, his formative years. Maybe he's, maybe he just, you know, I don't know. I always think this, I always think facial hair and, you know, you've, you've got it. I don't. But when I've had it, like when I had a goatee or some sort of form of, 
you know, facial hair that you fall into it and you just kind of keep it, right? You just fall into it. Like, he fell into this mustache and just decided to just keep it. Like, you just, I don't know, you just, you just keep shaving it but into it, But it's not right? just the mustache. It's like a whole thing. He's wearing, like, silver tab carpenter jeans and, like, a tucked-in DuckTales t-shirt. <laughs> it's like, it's 1993. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know. That's I think that's what happens. You just you just get comfortable in this one little spot. You like he put on the carpenter jeans one day, and it's like these are very comfortable. I'll, I'll wear these on Saturday because they're very comfortable. And I then, can understand the jeans then, more than any other part. And of then the he ensemble. bought and then he bought another pair, and then he bought three pair, and then the next thing you know, those are the only kinds of pants you have in your your closet. This right. is hap- this happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. You 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 have a preference for something. Sure. And then you buy another one, and then you just wear those two things, and then you buy a third one, and then all you do is, and you don't wear casual clothes often enough to rotate through anything. You just take the, you just, you end up there. That's where you end well, up. Okay, then how come seventy-five-year-old men right now today are wearing the same clothes that my seventy-five-year-old grandfather wore in like nineteen eighty-eight? <laughs> where are we shopping for the monotone polyester head-to-toe outfit? Where is that coming from? How are you still getting your hands on it? I don't even know where you buy that. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, the, what does this, it's those pants again. It's it's pants. It looks it's, like the, it looks like like you see these old man pants that look they're part of a costume where you're dressed up as a turd. Right. <laughs> like they're that, weird. They don't look. <laughs> <laughs> it's those really polyestery pants that are that are completely wrinkle free. Right. And then they then they find those shoes. <laughs> The nursing shoes. The nursing shoes. Like the black nursing shoes. Or the gray, or whatever, whatever nursing shoes you are. And then, you know, and then, of course, I don't know, you're comfortable, and then you're retired, so you only have to wear two or three outfits anyway, ever. But there's modern versions of clothes like that. (laughs) You don't have to look like it's 1972. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Have you ever worn those clothes? Maybe they're just wicked comfortable. Like, like maybe you'd put on nursing shoes and that outfit, you'd go, and that that flat cap. And you'd sit down and you go, "Holy shit, this is the most comfortable clothes I've ever worn in my life." I why guess. haven't I been? Why haven't I been dressing like this <laughs> since I was forty? I should grow a mustache. I should grow a mustache. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, I tweeted months ago that my life is spent wearing clothes designed for athletic uh, activity, specifically <laughs> so I can be comfortable sitting for long periods. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true, though. I mean, on a plane at a desk. I don't even. I don't even own a pair of blue jeans. Anymore. That's that's wild. I don't, like a, I don't know. You don't happen. It's the same thing that happened though. It's like yeah, but I, you can I have get jeans, jeans now that are that are. I could, but I here's the thing. I comfortable. I I like the I like these sort of these hiking style pants that we we've, sure. we've, we've 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 praised many times. Oh yes, <laughs> and I have them in all colors. Yes, and and I just stopped wearing jeans, and then the jeans that I had were terrible. They got they you know they're not. <laughs> They're no good. The carpenter jeans. The carpenter jeans, <laughs> and and I just stopped wearing them. And I think I just even donated them. And now I don't have. I do not own a single pair of blue jeans. Not a single pair. What do you wear to work? I just wear these hiking style pants okay. from the Ed. Okay. From the Ed. Okay. From the Ed Bow. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all I wear. All right. All right. Well, now that we've not discovered anything about how people get stuck in time. I, I just like, look at this guy and I'm but like, I don't thing, know what's going on. I'm going to be it's 75 so years old. I'm going to be 75 years old wearing these Eddie Bauer hiking pants. Sure. But I, you, I don't know. But that was never a thing that old. My, my thing is that this guy looks like a 45-year-old man from 25 years ago. <laughs> it's like a time traveler. Maybe he's a time traveler. Maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you what. He's not raising much of a child. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Let's do the show. All right, in segment number one. Uh, well, you put this in here. Why don't you set it up for us? All right. So, the big sports news from the last couple of weeks was the Astros. The uh, the Houston <laughs> Astros. The big the Houston cheaters. Asterisks. The, the Houston Asterisks, who had a system of cheating that they applied for many years. And then after it was, after they were discovered, everybody who was involved, even though they were hired by other teams, got fired. (laughs) I've never, this is, I've never seen that happen. I mean, college coaches can just run amok and then dump their programs and get paid by some other school to go. I mean, it's crazy, but this, for some odd reason, and baseball's kind of got to stick up its ass about this kind of thing. That might be it. It might be just be might, might just be Major League Baseball, but 
it was really been it tainted a half dozen like really successful and well-known people in baseball and those people may never be able to 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 work in major league baseball ever again on the bright side carlos beltran might be coaching your your you know junior college your juco team next year which isn't a bad deal for your juco i i say bring carlos over i'm good i don't care (laughs) you know i think we're gonna get to this i imagine we'll get to this but when it comes to baseball specifically i think the reason it's so egregious is it's it's worse than steroids because that's a you thing right you're doing that to yourself and maybe you're giving yourself an advantage compared to others but you haven't fundamentally altered the game by taking steroids you've made yourself better what you're already good at assuming you're we talked about this before it's like you can't take steroids and learn to be better hitter right right the ball's just going to go further you're just gonna be stronger it's a different thing because baseball is like a fundamental game of deception so if Mm -hmm. you've taken away the ability to deceive from the pitcher like you really have it's that's cheating yeah it's full-on cheating it's, it's cheating. cheating in a way that like nothing else. Like I, like straight sign stealing is one thing. Like if you have a runner on second and he steals a sign, signals the batter, I think more power to you. Sure. But signaling from the dugout with the replay monitor, that is some <laughs> <laughs> that is some screwed up stuff. My understanding too is they were using replays to look, pick up the signs and then throughout the game they were then yes. using it, right? And then mm-hmm. they had, we've had the home plate cam for a couple of years. So they're just using the close-ups like, oh yeah, so we saw this sign and now we see the pitch and now we know what it's going to be. Right. So I, I think, yeah, cataloging the signs so you can then signal is pretty egregious. Yes. But these folks are getting, these folks are getting the, the baseball equivalent of canceled, right? Sure. And, and, and it's likely that some, if, or maybe perhaps most of them might get, it, it'll, it'll calm down over a couple of years and then, yeah. and then somebody will get another chance and then they'll all, then most of them will probably get another chance. Right? It'll be a subhead whenever the next one of them gets hired again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. People will be like, oh, defamed right. <laughs> coach Carlos Beltran or whatever is getting another, he'll get a minor league position and then he'll work his way up and everyone will forget. I just think it's hilarious that Boston is implicated in another cheating scandal. <laughs> just can't <laughs> deal. They, just, they can't help it. There's cheating, you know. You know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, kind of a thing. But mm. this is blatant. This is this is this is obviously over the line. But I was my the the question I was pondering is: Are people ever really canceled forever? And I think that I think that in America, we're very we're very uh, we're always rooting for that redemption story. I think we, I think we're sucker for it. I think we, uh, I think we love to build people up and rip people down and then give them a second chance. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, we force we force people into these horrible places as famous people, and then once they crack because they're human beings, we celebrate that, and then and then a little bit down the road we sort of open the door for them again, and they they come they come strolling back in. It's directly related to how essential whatever it is you do and how good you are at it is to the culture. Like, for instance, I think that it's actually much harder to cancel a musical artist if their music is extremely good. Think about Michael Jackson. You still yeah, hear you Michael do, Jackson you do all the time. Cr- you got to do some crazy shit. And even <laughs> and you then, still. <laughs> you can, I mean, with music, you can straight up murder people and people are just like, eh, I'm going to listen to it still. <laughs> That's a great song. This song's awesome. <laughs> Hey, I, I've said before, my one of my favorite Christmas albums is the Phil Spector. Uh, it's it's really good. I'm sorry, you know. I mean, he didn't. He's not singing on the tracks. I don't have to think about it. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But he was exceedingly talented and created some really great songs. Correct, and it's also about what kind of medium you work in because I don't have to see you with music, right? I can listen to it and pretty much compartmentalize it without too much trouble. Although I do have some interesting thoughts these days when I hear Pretty Young Thing. <laughs> uh, but it's easier to compartmentalize. Whereas like with Cosby, it's like, I don't want to look at that motherfucker. Right. right. That's a different kind of thing. So if you're on, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a lot easier to cancel you. If your medium is visual, cause people get revuls, but like are, have revulsion to your presence. Yeah. I don't know if you caught the, the, the season f- uh, premiere of Curb Your Enthusiasm on Sunday. I did not. Okay. So I, without ruining the joke for you too much, they, they play on the fact that Jeff Garland looks quite a bit like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> He does. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have him kind of be unshaven and Larry accidentally grope somebody and it's a whole thing. So okay. check it out when you get a chance. But I mean, we're, we're in this weird space right now with where social media has brought us where 
first of all, two things are true at once, right? We're way too sensitive in general to perceive transgressions and it's diluting the stuff that's really bad. And that's actually making it harder to cancel people who deserve to be canceled because yeah. so much of it is trivial. Um, but we're also working through a really like stark social power correction period again, where like, I mean, for the first time in maybe 50 years, we're having trying to, people are trying to pull us through meaningful progress on equality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it because it's partially because there's a voice now given to people who previously were voiceless. And so you become a lot more aware of other people's bullshit. But the second thing that's true is that the age of Trump is an age of unabashed selfishness when it comes to like having to give a shit about other people, at least public displays of it. Um, particularly when it comes to social norms, I, you know, look, look, you ever, are you familiar with the Twitter account uh, passenger shame? No. Okay. So it's, you, People do shit on airplanes. You tweet it past right. they, re- they retweet it. Okay. Uh, and like, am I supposed to believe that all these terrible people that have had their feet out on airplanes have always existed? Yes. And we're just now finding out about them. No, we're just shaming them. Most right, people, but that's what I'm saying. Has it always yeah. has it always gone on, and we just weren't as as aware? Is this this is the kind of thing where uh, the world seems more dangerous because of the news, but it, it's demonstrably not that kind of thing? Yeah. No people people could get annoyed now and immediately voice their annoyance. And then people immediately amplify that annoyance. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and that's through and, uh, a, a Twitter feed like passenger shame, I guess. So, but people have always acted that way. And what's funny is, you know, we, we refer to the 80s as that age of decadence. It was very similar. You know, economic boom times. People being selfish. Right. It was cool to be a douche. Like that was Co- yeah. cocaine flowed in the streets of New York City. I mean, yeah. people were just living a very decadent lifestyle in the eighties, and then, and then it. You know, there's a. It's a. You know, it's the. It's the. You know, feast and famine of all this. Right. We go through these times where, um, people are being very. People are successful. People have. You know, a lot of people have money. People want to spend it. People want to have a good time. There's a little bit of hedonism going on but in the 80s we didn't have a control rod like social media no actually i think i took aids to reign in the society <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, yeah if you screw yeah. the wrong person bareback you're gonna die right. that was a big that was a big corrective action exactly but i mean so now we have that same sort of run-up where you've got a lot of you know a lot of financially successful people who want to take that for a spin mm-hmm. and what we have now is this other force of social media that that can that is sort of pull, pulling against that whereas before we all just got mullets and pulled up the you know pulled up the sleeves on our blazers and you know <laughs> wore t-shirts under them those kinds of things right yeah we're it was an immature time an immature time <laughs> yeah but again it, it goes but i think the world does that i mean there, you have this whole idea of the roaring 20s that that came to came to an end at you know the the great depression <laughs> <laughs> and then years of just shit, ta- shit times, and then World War Two, and then there's this, you know, build up, and then that sort of culminates in the eighties, and then there's this, and then again, and so we're just sort of, again, climbing out through that. Will there be a headier time like post this? Probably. One and can only hope. And in another couple of generations, will they be back to being? <laughs> Hedonistic douchebags who only care about themselves. Of course they will. I mean, this is, but, but hopefully, they are less douchey and a little more present. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. like, hopefully, hopefully it tampers down a little bit more. Maybe people, people are a little less serious about things they shouldn't be serious about, and more serious about things they should. And maybe that that cycle just needs to, maybe the the sine wave just needs to flatten a little bit, right? You know. We're just uh, maybe you know we could hope. Perhaps I, I I do find it intensely worrying that we seem hell bent on repeating a hundred year cycle that we lose the generational memory of like atrocity and like horror and it's just like eh, you know it's fine nothing bad will ever happen again and then something really fucking terrible is gonna happen. The the the, the, the human history is exactly this whole cycle. It's so stupid, and, but it's. It's but why aren't there enough of us that know that know that know, everyone know better? Knows. Like, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Why? Why do people have to act a fool? I don't understand. Because because it's not that it's hard. your turn <laughs> to no. act a fool. Yeah, when you're if you're in your twenties, sure. We've got sixty year old men in the Senate doing God knows what. <laughs> yes, and 
but it's also the again this is the whole thing about that people just want a quote-unquote better life and when they get a chance at it and they they take it and and it's hard to blame people it's hard to blame people say i've got the advantage i've got i have a certain advantage right now i am you know of this person i have a good job i you know i i have some money why shouldn't i you know fly a private jet (laughs) i don't know i mean it's obviously shitty for the planet it's obviously a you know a douchebag thing to do but guess what i mean this is part of living as a human who has certain freedoms and 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 you're able to make these kind of choices oftentimes you'll make the choice that provides you the most fun and is you know good for you and who cares about everybody else in that moment i definitely have like thoughts i don't share out loud about like it sure sucks to have made it this far in my life and now feel like i have to like not enjoy it because if yeah, I so don't, if, I'm being irresponsible. Like if I <laughs> if I do this or that, it's like, oh, what a, what a dick! This sucks. Yes, no, but I mean, you're 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 thoughtful in that way, which is a good thing to be. But there's also the balance of, hey, I've earned it. I should be able to enjoy it in a certain, you know, in a certain way. Yeah, I don't feel entitled to anything really. I mean, nobody. Really like, is. I don't even think it's an entitlement. Even I just think it's I just think it's, hey, I have opportunities in front of me because of you know choices I've made, which you know, allow me these, you know, I have a little, I have a couple bucks in my pocket, you know, why not, why not buy, you know, why not buy the thing I want to buy or why not go where, you know, why not go see the thing I wanted to see, which is halfway around the world. I mean, if you can do it, you should do it. Why not? I don't, I don't begrudge people that. That's different. But I, I think that if we could start by treating each other better, that that would probably trickle upward into the larger social picture. I think that the inherent need to, I don't know, just be shitty to people you don't know personally is the kind of thing that really gets me down. It's like, yeah, just stop. I always don't uh, do shit to people that you wouldn't want them to do to you. It's not complicated. Right. I always said to, I've, I've always said this about myself. It's like, I'm nice to strangers and I don't even know those people. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's all. That's all. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Like I'm the guy, I'm the guy who talks to people who I ride the bus with. Oh yeah, I don't talk to strangers. See, if I can avoid Why it, that's not? not mean though. No, I'm just saying that those those are like the first kind of steps. Like I see these people every day. We ride the bus together every day. I just started talking to this one dude, this young guy who graduated from college a few years ago, and now we talk every morning. We just turn off our headphones when he sits down. I just we ch- we chat at the bus stop and we chat all the way into into work, and then I say peace out, and then and i and then i there's people i see on the afternoon bus and i chat with them cuz i kind of know what's going on with them i mean it's, it doesn't take a lot to to be to to be that to be the thing you want in the world well and that's why i think that because i work hard at at treating others with respect uh, as much as possible when they deserve it <laughs> i do feel i do feel entitled to call out bad behavior as we've discussed on the podcast multiple times sure. um, well, and calling this is out a bit bad of a non huh Calling out bad behavior is fun. When you're comfortable with it and like you're like, yeah, I'm just going to say some I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing out loud? Like people really get caught off guard when you point out that they're being shitty. It's it's a good, good time. I like the fit. I really like the face they make because it's like, yeah, I hope you think about this for like the rest of the day. It's going to really ruin your day. Good. You deserve it. This is a bit of a non sequitur, but that reminded me of my last flight. Uh, I was flying back from L.A. and it wasn't very it was you know, like a 80 percent kind of full flight. Mm-hmm. Um and someone at some point in the last half of the flight dropped just the worst ass I've ever smelled on an airplane. <laughs> and I mean, it clearly was covering multiple rows because multiple people were physically reacting to it in the general vicinity. Uh-huh. And it like hung around for a long time, like longer than I could have possibly thought was possible. You couldn't even turn on your little air blower and like blow helping. it away from it you. It wasn't helping. It wasn't helping. <laughs> I mean, it was a full on, like I was pulling my shirt up over my face like for a while. And I, I'm pretty sure it was the woman sitting next to me because she didn't move. Oh. She didn't move. She didn't react. Mm-hmm. She's an older woman. Like yeah. She just, just, just completely just let some. So anyway, the point of the story is that a guy, two rows in front of me and all the way across the plane. So I'm on the window seat. He's in the other window seat, two rows uh-huh. in front. Loudly, he goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like about a minute into the fart experience. And I'm, I couldn't help but laugh and respond. I was like, and loudly, I was like, yeah, this guy gets it. So we had a little moment. He like looked back. Oh was, god! Usually I'm the guy yelling Jesus Christ. So it was, right. it was nice yeah, to it was, pass it, was, it off to somebody else. Yeah, it was nice to someone pull the pull the uh, pull the cart for a little while. 
Yeah, appreciated it. <laughs> All right, moving on. In segment two, uh, well, you have some local government updates for I us. I do. So, so for those of you who may know or may not know, I am currently a participant in local government. I am a volunteer planning commissioner serving a four-year term <laughs> of volunteer service. And what the planning commission does is that it helps the it helps the city planners like collect ideas and shape ideas. We don't get to vote on the laws, but the things that we pull together will will get written into ordinances and stuff and then passed to the city council. So you're like the fan vote. council, but for your neighborhood? Right, exactly. So we're <laughs> yes, exactly. We we represent our our neighborhoods and whatnot as uh um just you know just volunteers who have ideas so this week um we came up it came up um with short-term rentals came up so the airbnb whatnot and i was thinking like how bad you know i don't know how much i guess we're kind of close ish to the city and some people are some people are doing the airbnb thing or the short-term rental thing Mm -hmm. and it's roughing some people very much the wrong way if you lived and, right next door to it, I can imagine it'd be pretty impactful. Yeah, so there have been a number of complaints and whatnot, and so we we had to get we had to sit down and sort of start knocking out ideas around how to deal with short term rentals. <coughs> now, one of the city planners, he says, you know, because there's no stipulation in our city code regarding short term rentals, we don't allow them. To which I said. No, if there's no, if there's no mention of, if there's no, there's no law against it. So therefore it's illegal. Right. That's, some, that's no, logic. Like we, we, yeah. So it's like, we don't make, we don't make, we don't make, we don't, we don't address it. Thus you can't do it. I was like, no, I was like, that's not how this works. That's is that insane. how the world works? No. no, the world works is like, if there's, if I look at the laws and there's no, and a law, there's no law that says you can't, that mm-hmm. means I pretty much can. Right. Yeah. So I laughed in my head and sort of went about business. But the, um, but there's been like some nuisance complaints and apparently there's a lot of, there are a number of places around that are simply just get rented out and people, they turn into party. I was like, in our neighborhood, people are, people are coming from out of town to, to party in our neighborhood. Shouldn't they go somewhere cool? I, you know, so but are they like trying- golf party? Are they having a golf party? <laughs> I don't know what they're having. But th- th- we even had people come in for public comment. Like people are, people have concerns about short-term rentals. Is in- it actually, ha- do you have any kind of statistics for how frequently this is occurring? Have you, have you experienced it yourself at all? No, so I haven't, which was interesting because there are a number of houses in my neighborhood that are rental properties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people are, you know, people sign a, six month, 12 month lease. Uh-huh. And there've been, there've been, we've had good neighbors and bad neighbors. Yeah. And my, in my, my experience with that is that generally the biggest problem I have with the rental property is the, the preponderance of vehicles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Cause so like if there's three people living, three or four people living in a house, they all have a car. Yeah. It sucks. It's no good. Right. No, they're all blocking up the street. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a group of young, younger people who rent a house down the street from us. And yes, it's just cars. Yeah. Like, Two cars in the driveway, two cars in the street, right? <laughs> kind of a deal. Um, they live far enough away from me that that doesn't bug me. But, uh, but I completely understand that if you own a house in a neighborhood, you don't want to be surrounded by rental, by rental properties, and even worse, perhaps a short-term rental thing. But you guys don't. Right. Do you guys, you're you're you don't live in a neighborhood that probably has is dealing with this. Not that I've noticed. It hadn't even occurred to me. Um, no, I, I, I feel like I see the cars that I see. I, I'm familiar with pretty much everybody's vehicles that come in and out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. stand out. You know, I work from here, so I'm, I'm keeping a sharp eye out in the neighborhood. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm, I'm locked like, up in this. It's not windowless, but I'm locked up in this attic. I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they were, there were all these kinds of things. And one of the funny... Uh, so the purposes of the short-term rental ordinance. And one mm-hmm. of them was protect neighborhood character, which I thought, I guess that's kind of my job is to protect, you know, protect neighborhood know. character, really which is into some NIMBY shit with that. Well, that's, this is, this is the, this is the, this is the part where I was trying to be thoughtful of others. Cause I'm not really dealing with a short-term 
mm-hmm. rental deal. Now, I know there are pockets of, and I, we don't live in a neighborhood that has an HOA, mm-hmm. but I'm sure the HOA people are way ahead of us on this deal. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure right. you sign. You probably cannot do it if you're in the HOA. Oh yeah, for you know for sure. And um, you probably can't even switch houses with Kate Winslet if you're in the <laughs> HOA. <laughs> oh, I'd like to switch houses. That's like my wife's favorite movie. <laughs> okay. Stupid, stupid holiday movie. It anyway. really sells Kate Winslet short. We got Jack Black. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> She's very attractive. She doesn't need to settle for Jack Black. She doesn't believe anyway. in herself. So, so, so help me. So here, so help me with my thinking. So we okay. were, we were, uh, so we're, we're talking about short-term rentals. So we had to define short-term rentals. Right. And I was, and my, my sense of it was anything less than 30 days is probably a short-term rental. Sure. Is that fair? Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then there's a number of other places that, that have instituted things like first of all, like a straight prohibition of short-term rentals. What do you what do you think of a straight just a straight up can't do it in 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 this city? I, I mean, again, that that really strikes me as like the not in my backyard. Like yeah, the, it's really hard. Like okay, I don't I don't think it's fair to the people who are neighboring those properties. That's the thing. Ultimately, what it boils down to is you're protecting. You're making pretty blanket rules to to deal with probably f- mostly fringe cases and only and that only affect a handful of people and I think that's where you have to be careful because I, I going off of what we just talked about often right now uh, the loudest voice seems to be the one that has the most influence not actually the number of people that are affected it's just this idea mm. of something that seems bad and somebody's being really loud about it so therefore it is bad I mean right. you see companies react this way all the time to ad campaigns or or they find out that you know, whatever they get exposed to something they didn't like, but it's really just somebody you know acting in bad faith. So it's it's hard to take right. some stuff seriously. But so to just ban it outright, I think is yeah. So I my, don't know, so American thought, fascist. Yeah. Well, my thought, yeah. So my thought of it, my thought, and here's here's a bit my basic quote um, that I don't begrudge people monetizing their assets, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But and I'm not worried about consumer protection so much because these platforms have a way of weeding out bad properties. Mm. But I just said that we probably need to establish like more of a good neighbor type of approach. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to ban it, and some people, some people did want to ban it, or some people said, it. and uh, but I thought banning it felt like intruding on people's rights. I think I thought it was too far. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, the reality is that once they're in it, people really like being fascists. Like they really like it. They're super <laughs> yeah, excited about like telling people yeah. what they can and cannot do. Yeah, if they if if yeah if they close if we if we voted or if we decided as a group to close the door on this and sent that up to the city council and they went, let's close the door on this. I can't imagine what our group would become, like down the road. It's that's the slippery slope you don't want to be on. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I just want to. Again, I try. To, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be thoughtful of the people who are doing this, and I don't think people are doing it in bad faith. There are probably some bad actors, and in this, there's probably about 15 or 20 properties currently. If you look on just Airbnb alone, about 15 or 20 properties in our town, in our city that mm-hmm. that that do this. It's a you know a city of 12,000 people, so mm-hmm. it's maybe 15 or 20 properties that are doing it, and only maybe four or five of those are whole house. Like we don't live in the house and come rent it and just do whatever the hell, you know, you know, whatever. I would think that honestly, you're probably better off making an ordinance that talks about where you must keep your residence and how much time you need to spend in the house to actually like have the right to do it. Like, I think that live, you need to live in the house. Like I, I really, what concerns me is like property management companies will come buy in a, a house with no mm-hmm. intention of anyone ever living in it, right? right? And that's a bank transaction, so you don't see any of that. And then it just sits empty and it becomes a rental property. Mm-hmm. Those that's that's really problematic. And the only thing you said in your in your breakdown there that was uh, to my ear incorrect was the platforms have a way of finding bad properties. In fact, they don't give a fuck. There's a well, lot of articles no, about no, how, but it's but it's but you would get reviewed badly, right? If you were running a if you're running kind of a bad a bad faith property, I think you should do a little googling on that. I think you'd be surprised to discover how frequently that's a problem, and that that the rent the intermediary, the Ubers, the you know the Airbnbs, the 
the verbo is what they aren't doing to mm. hold rental uh, or hosts rather accountable. Uh huh. Yeah. So whether you're reviewed badly or not, I don't know how much that really ultimately is going to matter. But the the platforms are not going to be the police here. Right. But wouldn't bad wouldn't bad uh, wouldn't bad reviews dissuade people from renting yeah, but our property? Mean, do you care? Like, what kind of bad reviews are we talking about? Like, because like, that's another like, system. That, yeah, like it was. But people that know. stay there aren't going to be the ones that are complaining. There's, that's no problem with them. You sure? I mean, if the if the place wasn't very nice, or I mean, what you're saying is they could have a nice property and people can have a nice experience, and the neighbors could all hate them. Correct. And so that's okay. I, or I you could have I'd, somebody who doesn't like we say don't live there and, and runs it like. You know, yeah. essentially like a management company, like the guy that uh, what was the dude. What's the car service? Which one? Uh, there's a car service where you can like it's uh, it's like Airbnb for, for a car. You it's instead of rental cars. I forget what it's called. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. You can you you can essentially take your car to the airport, leave it, and then somebody can rent it while you're away. Kind of a deal. More or less, but like there are people who have there at least one gentleman I recall, and this is terrible because I'm trying to do this from memory, and so it'll be terrible because my memory sucks now. Uh, but he had like. <laughs> 200 cars and he was parking them all over the city and it was like becoming a problem really like yeah. a car to go but he was doing it himself well no there is a like an airbnb for vehicles oh like i just don't remember what it's called like there is oh, a crazy. an application where you're like i want to rent a car okay you'll you know pick up the keys here the car is there <laughs> like mostly sure. use like a coded locker and whatever but it's just people own the car the idea is that yes your car which you're not driving very often mm-hmm. gets driven by other people during periods of time Oh. So it's not like car to go where you're getting the car from a service. It is the yeah. service is peer to peer. Got it. Anyway, the the guy had like 200 cars in like New York City or something, and it was becoming an issue. So, oh, got it. That's what right. I'm saying. Is that these are the so these wh- are the actors we need to get control of. Right. So another one of my ideas. Well, my key idea was owner occupancy. I think owner occupancy is like the big control rod. If if the owner lives in the house and let's say they vacate the house for a couple of weeks to go on vacation, but then they Airbnb their home, like there's certain things that you wouldn't allow to go on in your, the home that is your primary residence, right? Yeah. Or you would, you would try to, you'd be much more concerned about the people who are renting your home if, if it was your primary residence, right? I would have to be, it would have to be not my furniture <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Right. Or if, you know, and, and again, if you, if you're renting out, if you have a, a, a separate, you know, a separate entrance to part of your home and it's got a kitchen and a bathroom and a bedroom and whatnot, and you're renting that out, that again, that doesn't bother me. If you live in the house, if people are wilding or doing something crazy or some shit, at least you're there to say, right, please stop. Right. Right. And then of course you're beholden to your neighbors too. If, you know, if. Right. If you says, got like a pool house or whatever and you want to rent that house in Airbnb, that's fine. Cause you're there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's what why I was, you can't you definitely can't ban it, right? How about yeah. business license requirement? Would would you? Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know what the I need to know more about the legal coverages you get by working with the vendor, like what the intermediary provides you. I'm sure it's very little, but but if we but if you but if but if we as a city said uh, in order to list your uh, any property on Airbnb, you have to be a licensed business with the city. Is that a, you feel like that's an overstep? No, I understand. Like you're just kind of putting up some barriers to entry, so that lazy people won't be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always when I when I worry about rules like barriers to entry, my first thought is how does that affect poor people? Like I, somebody was touting the benefits of this cashless system they had. I was in a conversation I was having recently. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's really a bias against people without credit. You know, <laughs> right, kind of a sure. lot of people. Uh, but whatever. I don't think so. business business licenses aren't that expensive. I mean, you would no, no, no that's easily, what I'm saying. I don't think you could own the property and be doing this and yeah, have a business. You already own a home. Yeah, <laughs> you already own a property. I think. I think that having a, at least if you own a business license, people know where you like. The city knows where you are, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I know we're going long, but I'm interested okay. to hear what you. Um, parking requirement. Uh, like what? You, like what? What are we talking about? Like if you because, have a one bedroom a do to list an accessory dwelling unit to list. You have to have at least one. You have to be able to provide off street parking for at least one car. That doesn't seem unreasonable. Yeah. If you have two bedroom, if you've got two things that you have to be able to provide off street parking for two cars. No, I think you have to get one off the street. Yeah. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying, but if, if you have, have two, if you, if you were rent, if you were Airbnb two things out of your house, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. You'd have to for everything that you for everything that you list on short term rental site, you have to have one off street parking for per listing. Per listing. Sure, but not like based on occupancy. Not based on occupancy per listing. Yeah, I think that's fine. You like that one? I think it's fine. You're you're not you're not opposed to that one. No. And then safety. Someone brought up safety regulations. What does that mean? Like, like you have to have fire extinguishers and carbon monoxide detectors and those kind of things. It's things that they would require. Yeah, who's going to do a, the inspection though? Get out of here. That's never going to happen. This is that's pointless. That's pointless. That's kind of what I said. I but should there be some consumer protection? Yes. No? Fine. I mean, whatever. Even if you, if you, even I guess that doesn't guess, seem like it's really in good faith. That's just I like, ah ha ha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone complained, right? If someone bought things like there was no smoke detector or whatever. Yeah, but you know. have to deal with the intermediary first. If you were a customer, you complain to Airbnb first. You're not going to yeah. be like, let me find the city council. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't complain to the city about. about no, you're not a, calling a the cops AB, about yeah about a shitty a- Airbnb experience. I'm going to call nine one one. The HVAC in my Airbnb is not working. I'm really going to need <laughs> you to send somebody down here to write these people a ticket. Well, it's not the air conditioning isn't working but they're you know all the all the smoke alarms like they're gone don't like, step on my joke with your logic <laughs> <laughs> okay here's the last one right. um limiting the the frequency of rentals could you could you say that you could only list your your property x times a year maybe let's say 15 or 20 times a year which would be less than twice a month like somewhere somewhere in that in that uh, in that vicinity. Interesting. Um, I don't know how we'd enforce this either, but you know, this is, you, again, you'd have to have like rear window somebody out there. Uh, but what? But would somebody? So what? What would happen it. is well, what would happen is a neighbor would complain, right? Like right. these people are, and then at that point you could you could say to the person, well, how many times have you rented it? Well, the city ordinance requires that you that you can't rent it more than, you know. 18 times a year right and then then they would be fined if the, then they'd have to then you'd have to prove that they they had i just i'm enjoying the uh, the visual of, of some near retiree like storming out of their front door no 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 this is the no, 15th I'm, time <laughs> I've, been there, I've been keeping track you gotta leave you got you turn around turn around turn around fuckers you're out of here you can't not he's like spray painting hash marks in the driveway <laughs> cutting slashes in his in his yard yeah every time yeah. i know so, i know I, i've been keeping track you bastards Right. Anyway, well, good luck with that. Let us know how it turns I don't out. Know. I'll let you know how it turns out. But there was, I just thought it was a, as a, I just thought it was. I'll bring some of these. I'll bring some of the more interesting ones around every now and again because I think it's, it's hard to, it's it's easier for me to discuss these with you than with some of the people on the. On oh yeah, the planning well, they're crazy. I'm sure. Reactive. No, and shit. You know what happened? You know what happens? Like I'll, I'll, you know, you know me. You've had discussions with me for the last ever, and. And I try to. I Here's try to, hours of them recorded on the internet. In fact, exactly, exactly. And I try to. I try to see things from everyone's like from a different right. perspective. I try to get outside myself. Right. And every time I did that, like somebody else on the planning commission would be like, "Well, I live next door to such and such," and I was like, "No, can, can you get beyond? Can you yeah, get beyond? Can you, can you remove your personal anecdotal evidence <laughs> from it? That is not a good judge of the situation. Can you just get beyond the the other day this happened to me story?" No. No, this that is like the the main human problem. You <laughs> just described the main problem with the human condition, which is I think which is the my I think my biggest challenge after being just shortly. I just I would like to encourage the other members of the planning commission to just sort of step outside themselves for just yeah. at least a moment before yeah. they before they before they tell me like this personal anecdote. Like, yeah, I think you should actually start rebutting that immediately. Like, if you're starting your story with "this happened to me, therefore it's true," I'm no longer listening to what you say. <laughs> right? Yeah, that might be. Bring that, statistics I'm... or get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to move on? You bet. All right. Well, as we head to segment three, I got a question for you. Welcome back to Would You Rather. Would you rather, indeed? All right, so we're bringing back the Would You Rathers, and you know what that means. That means we didn't have a segment this week. (laughs) It's kind of a busy week. I mean, we're already a day late. It's been hectic. Um, I didn't expect to be out as long as I was last night uh, and did not – we weren't prepped very well, and and it would have been a a bad show if we tried to do it. So I'm glad we pushed it off a day. Hopefully 
we're here for your weekend, folks, and you can enjoy our analysis of Would You Rather. So let's start. Would you rather, this is a timely one, all conspiracy theories be true or live in a world where no leaders really know what they're doing? <laughs> I do not want to live in the all the conspiracy theories are true. Like all? All conspiracy theories are true? I guess you have to choose. Yeah, I, I can't live in that world because that would be too frightening. I think the second thing is mostly true. I think <laughs> if we knew what we were doing, we wouldn't be running into the. I mean, we, they, they like. I was thinking we just had Martin Luther King Jr. Day, mm. and this like fifty-five years ago, the civil rights movement. Yeah, and we really haven't done a great job, like, like getting better at that. I. This is this is I know this is this is always this is tough ground to walk. I mean, on. We don't have to sp- focus on that one. I'm just talking about like or, or the the environment was a problem when I was in like third grade. Yeah, but it's I'm just forty different. years old. It's it's different. It's different when you know when you were in third grade, the population of the Earth was probably three billion people less. Yes. Well, my I mean, point is that we don't know what we're doing. I think we I think people I think people don't know what they're doing, but I think in general. We live in a society, thankfully, where people disagree and are and are and I think people used to be better at it, but you know are able to sort of come together and try to hash it out. Yes, I know. There's, I know it's kind of shouty these days. Yeah, well, nobody's but, really interested in solutions anymore. They're just interested in being right. Yes, which is which is I think a problem. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. They're just not focused on. They're not just focused. They're not focused on moving us forward. A little bit. It's like, can't we can't we disagree, but then agree to make things a little better by compromising in some way, shape, or form? That just that seems to have gone by the wayside. So, uh, what is the tennis yeah. that's on behind you? <laughs> it's the Australian Open. I know, I know. But what is the match? I'm a oh, who knows? Jesus, it's um, risk risky versus Georges. Okay. Well, I just listen. I'm, I'm the trying only to talk person. to you, and there's like a lot of neon breasts in the background, <laughs> and I don't mean to be a lecher or anything, but it's just distracting, right? I I hear what you I hear what you're saying, but I'm I'm also like one of the seven people who will watch the first week of a uh, of a of a Grand Slam tennis tournament. So hey, it's um, better than not live sports. That's true. I mean, and plus it's nice because it's live sports late at night, which is yes. which is uh, which is always gets like me to it. tune in. All right. All right. Would you rather all electrical devices mysteriously stop working, possibly forever, or the governments of the world are only run by people going through puberty? <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the there was a, there was a TV show not too long ago where all the electrical equipment went out. It was not a good show, but yeah, I remember it too. But uh, I can't even um, remember the name. That's how. That's how good it was. Th- so. I don't think I want to live in a world with all electricity, so I'll take the pubescent. I'll take the, I'll take the pubescent uh, world leaders. It can't be any worse than what we're dealing with now. Yeah, I mean, we're already dealing with reactionary arguments all the time. Yeah, what's the word? I mean, the yeah, uninformed reactionary arguments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of how it's going now. Uh, yeah, it's pretty I, close. Yeah, I, I think I'll take the, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the world run by teenagers. Yeah, because I think teenagers, like, they often get upset in the right ways, too. Yeah. Like, even if it's poorly informed and poorly, you know, poorly reasoned out. But uh, the, uh, I think that if we lose power, like, it's going to oh get, God. it's going to be warlords and shit. Oh, my God. You do not want to live in a world <laughs> no. of electricity. No. Because social service breakdown immediately. And yeah, it gets, I get, I guarantee it gets ugly early. Yeah, quickly. Like every time the power goes out for any more than like <laughs> three days, I'm like shit. <laughs> well, I, I need to build an axe. I need to. I need to. I need to hammer some nails through this baseball bat. <laughs> That's why I have a sword in the garage. A sword and a machete. <laughs> I bought one of those cold steel two-handed swords just for this. Just for this. Uh, just for this. This. This thing to happen. I'm prepared. I got some of those ninja shoes. You know, like the, with toe. the, the toes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I have the sword though. <laughs> it was my brother's. It somehow came down here with my mom, and so now I have it. He passed it on to you. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> it's the family sword. He's, all, steals, he's also not older than souls. Me. He's a sorcerer. No, he was a teenager. Oh, well. with a katana. <laughs> 
Was he? Would we put him in charge of the world? A teenager with a katana? And at the time, yeah. Yeah, maybe he sure. would have been a, Yeah, the president wore like two swords on his back. I'd be down with that. <laughs> It's like I got to wrap up this press conference because I'm playing Magic: The Gathering with my friends in about 20 minutes. So, um, can we just get? Can we just wrap this up? Thanks. At least he's working on probabilities and probably knows math. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather? I like this one. Would you rather every shirt you ever wear be kind of itchy or only be able to ever use one ply toilet paper? <laughs> every shirt forever, kind of itchy. How? how I would. How oh horrible. God. Well, here's the thing. There are alternate ways to clean your ass in this oh, world right. well you, I could. you're skirting you're, you're taking the question in bad faith <laughs> all right i'd install a bidet haha oh ha, ha. <laughs> and then wear comfortable shirts yeah. i think the shirt would make you more insane than your dirty ass i don't know man i don't know i don't want to get into it too detailed i was just saying <laughs> that would be hard for me i'd have a hard time It'd be bad news Listen, so in the so in the Philippines, a lot of people use what they call a tabo, which is basically this handled pot that you put warm water in, you take a crap, you use the water and your hand, no toilet paper at all, and then you just wash your hands and you're out of there. That is that is the that is the that is very that's very typical in the Philippines and probably in a lot of other countries where toilet paper just isn't a thing. Yeah, I feel like the rationing of the water to make sure that I didn't like leave myself with just the worst possible hand situation <laughs> is a really fear like a thing. You that, can, you can oh no, I, I've used too much water. <laughs> you get good at it eventually. Uh, you try you to hike up your pants with one hand while you're like waving the, the shit hand around in the air like a like a bull rider. Like, you're trying to keep it up above your head. <laughs> Pull your pants up and your hands up here. Eight seconds to get my pants up. <laughs> You better have a door that locks if you're in the shitter. Well, like I said, if everyone's doing it, it's no big deal, right? I guess. I'm not shaking your hand anymore. Yeah. If you, if you, <laughs> if you go to a Filipino household and you go to their bathroom and you see a tabo in there, you know what's, you know what's going on? A little handled pot? You know, you know what's happening. In Good to know. I mean, I'm all for like, you know, the I, toilet paper is a bad system. Like, we can't totally. get to the three seashells fast enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway... All right, so speaking of toilets, would right. you rather clean rest stop toilets or work at a slaughterhouse for a living? Oh, I'd clean the rest stop toilets. Number one, I think that that you could take a hose to the rest stop toilet for the most part because don't they usually have those hard things with the drain? Like the, the tiled floors with the – it all slopes to that drain. So if you walked in there with a hose sure. and – and coveralls and shit you could and a face mask <laughs> and a hazard suit you could take up you could you could do the initial cleaning with the hose and then you could take like a long-handled broom brush and just like wear that away it's not as long as it's not a large rest stop i think uh <laughs> i'd like you can't add a bunch of conditions yeah like maybe like a like a three stand-up three sit-down rest stop men and women i think I, i'd rather do that Okay. Well, I mean, I can tell you that I had a job where I had to clean a disgusting toilet as part of my rotation, and it was the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> was it a restaurant or a, like a, what was it? A, uh, it was a construction site. Oh, construction. <laughs> but, but not the kind with like porta potties. Like they had facilities. Okay. It was terrible. Like construction workers shitting in there all day. Uh, in fact, uh, we were building an oil rig. <laughs> So, so as the, oil worker. Well, yeah. not we, we weren't talking about roughnecks because we weren't the people. Nobody was drilling yet. We uh-huh. were the people that were building the rig, uh-huh. installing so, it, building all it. All right, and yeah, it was but it was basically a construction site. It was terrible. I can't imagine. All right, last one. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glad that I'm asking you that I don't have to pick anything. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather earbuds and headphones never sit right on right on your head or in your ears? Or have all music either slightly too quiet or slightly too loud. Well, I already live with the one where 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 my headphones don't fit right because my head is weird and my <laughs> ears are weird. And even though even though like the headphones that I bought have seven thousand replaceable sizes of ear thing mm-hmm. that go on them, I can never find the exact right fit for my ear holes. 
There's a company that makes custom ones now. You can get them. They'll like I, send yeah, you I a had mold. Some, I had some custom ones years ago. But I mean, who wears? I mean, I could probably find it, but who wants to wear custom like, like fitted They're ear yours. things? I don't know. That just seems weird. I don't. I have the kind that hook over my ear, the wireless kind that like the I don't know the Power Beats or whatever I got them mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. ago, and they hook over your ear, and they never quite fit right. But I just I just deal with it. So I guess I would rather. I think I'd just rather live that way and have my have be in control of the volume of. <laughs> I think I picked the other. I couldn't deal with it. Like just with the. That's why I can't pick between the itchy shirt and the toilet paper thing. I can't like extended discomfort that I can't. Like I can't. I I I would. I'd kill myself. I just like. (laughs) Why can't? Why is this too loud? Why is it not loud enough? Ah. No, I'd be fine with that. That'd be fine with that. The disc. The constant discomfort at all times would be worse for me. But you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't. You'd be like. I could deal with it being constantly too quiet. No, that would be okay. Really? Because that's the world I live in all the time. Like, we were watching TV, and my wife got to have the, the, the volume as low as she can possibly manage. Like, the other time, I, I think I might have said this on the show before, but I turned to her, and I was like, what is this, a fucking listening contest? Like, turn it up. I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> or turn on the subtitles or something. So, Give me a chance. I do that when she's asleep. That's my move. I'll put this oh, up. Yeah. Especially, like, movies with accents. I was just uh-huh. like, the subtitles on, so I don't have to turn it up. Because otherwise, you got to turn it up, right? Oh, my God. My wife cannot understand even the most basic of, of foreign accents. She's like, what did they say? It's like, let's just turn on the subtitles. <laughs> I don't want you asking me the whole time. I can't. Yeah, she just, she she has a complete inability to decode um, accents. I just need like ten minutes with it, right? Like I, I the first few scenes, I'm like, shit, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Especially if Tom Hardy's in the movie, because you can never understand what he's saying. Anyway. <laughs> when he's even speaking in an American accent, you who can't knows understand. what he's doing? His lips, they're in the way. I, I think that I'm okay with accents because my parents have accents. Uh-huh. Like, you know, English is a second language. Accents. So maybe it's just maybe I grew up in there, and even so, it feels like all accents are easy for me to decode. But I she can tell that. I'm living too homogenous a lifestyle because I used to work with a glo- with a global team and I was really good with accents because everybody had a different one. Mm-hmm. And now I've, when somebody starts to speak with an accent, I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta listen hard. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so annoyed that I have to like pay super close attention to what you're saying <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> oh, I'm lazy. It's, it's terrible. All right, on that note, now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! So this is from the new calendar, but I feel like it's a, re- a repeat. I just can't quite remember. So if you've heard this before, I don't know. Deal with it. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Oh, uh, yeah, frostbite. I think we've we. Got, I, think I think that we've had that one before. I think yeah. we've had that one. Who earns a living driving their customers away? Uber. Well, yeah, taxi drivers. <laughs> That's okay. the answer. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Fifi. Fifi who? Fifi-ling cold. Let me in. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do that with the Mario accent, please? (laughs) I think that was close enough. I'm not doing that again. You know, we're reading that second Harry Potter book, and I've had to do the Dobby. Oh, Harry Potter, sir. (laughs) Mr. Harry Potter is Dobby. (laughs) Harry Potter must not return to Hogwarts, sir. (laughs) Uh, why don't some couples go to the gym together? Because some relationships just don't work out. <laughs> I can't that one. anyone tell me who invented Altoids? I'm not sure, but I bet they made a mint. Oh. <laughs> I deleted the okay. <laughs> I deleted the phone numbers of all the German men I know. Oh god! <laughs> now my phone is Hans free. And finally, a pet store had a bird contest. No purchase necessary. Wait, what was that? A pet store had a bird contest. No purchase necessary. No purchase necessary. That's it for me. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Making the world a better place. One dad joke segment at a time. All right. I am delving into... The math, math humor again for my... Uh, I love math and science jokes. It's not a math and science joke, but guy walks into a court, says, hey, 60% of these traffic tickets are double the price. Why? The judge says, repeat infractions. 
He says, okay, three-fifths of these traffic tickets are double the price. Why? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. That's good. All right, well, we're about to hit an hour. You want to go to the overtime? Do it. Overtime. All right, well, I don't have anything, so what do you got? <laughs> I, so I just want to touch briefly on the Kansas Kansas State basket brawl that uh-huh. went on uh-huh. this week. Full disclosure, <laughs> my nephews go to Kansas State. Okay. My sister-in-law went to Kansas State, and so I immediately texted them and said, whatever the guard from Kansas State was doing was completely Bush League, and he got what he deserved for the most part. Now, I'm usually not an unwritten rules of sports guy, but when you're down by 25 points and they're trying to dribble out the clock, you don't steal the ball in the last five seconds and try to get a shitty dunk. And when their center comes across and swats your shit into the first whatever, you get what you deserved. Now, that Kansas center at that point taunted him pretty hard. (laughs) And I guess, you know, then that's when the punches start flying, right? Yeah. My first reaction was that the the, the Kansas player needs to, his name is uh, D'Souza, I believe. Silvio D'Souza, the guy that picked up the stool in the fight. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yes that's, that's... Don't pick up objects in a fight unless you are like in a situation where you are trying to may... Like, if your life is in danger, you can grab whatever you want. But if yeah. you pick up an object in, a, in a, just a regular-ass fight, you are just a punk. Yes. Right? Don't no. pick up... What are you doing? I mean, it's not the no. WWE. You don't pick up a chair <laughs> try to whack somebody with it. Throw him off the top of the cage. Right. But, the, but right up to that point, right up to the point where... The jackass Kansas State guy tries to, with five seconds left, decides he doesn't want that Kansas to dribble the ball out. It steals the ball right. and, tr- and goes for a cheap dunk. He's in the wrong. He's in the wrong. I just, I, again, like I said, I'm not really an unwritten rule of sport, but just let the guy dribble out the ball, take the L, and go back to your locker room and be done with it. Once you've blocked the shit out of him and knocked him to the ground, you don't need to then like continue on. Like just well, you've is... done what you needed to do. Just walk <laughs> yeah. away. He, that guy right. feels the shame he should feel for doing a bitch ass thing. <laughs> you, pu- you, you punked him out, and that, you was, let, that should be the end of it. And you can let him know as you walk away what a bitch he is. But yeah. the second you stand over him for a while, for a good while, yeah, and and let him scream know what's at going him, on. For, screaming at him. <laughs> And then, of course, at that point, you know, Bush League begets Bush League, right? I mean, yeah. Then then it's on. But well, this more is, importantly, this... I found a still photo from the reverse angle where D'Souza's picking up the stool and holding it over his head. And so the, <laughs> the shot is actually of the crowd behind him, and it's the student section. And they're all and, like, Ooh. <laughs> Well, so, like, most of the mouths are wide open, but there's a few people that are clearly smiling. You know that clear view thing that came out in the news last week where we've got pictures of everybody on the internet? You need to put these people on the watch list. If you're <laughs> smiling in this smiling? photo, like if you're looking at what's going on and you have this big fun smile on your face, you need to be on like the watch list for doing shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to, you know, the, the stool is padded. So, I mean, even if he clocks him with it. No, no, no. Because he's, <laughs> he's holding the seat. So he's going to hit him with the legs. <laughs> it's basically... Somebody does something extremely bush league, and then the other guy does something extremely. Yeah, this guy know, picking up the stool is like a parent threatening to spank their kid when they're never actually going to do it. If you're going to pick up a stool right. and hit somebody with it, you fold it up first. Everybody knows this, <laughs> <laughs> so you can so you can grab it by the legs and whack them with the top of it, right Ow! on top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody gets suspended and basketball's canceled in Kansas for the next month. So whatever, too yeah, bad. pretty much. Anyway, they canceled. Like, uh, they suspended four players for a total of twenty-five games, something like that. Yeah. So don't be a punk. And and when someone's a punk, and you and you basically they you give them their comeuppance. Right. That should be enough. Correct. Walk yeah. away. Don't you make prove- Coach Self wade into the crowd to yeah. corral you. <laughs> He's an old man. <laughs> His rug's gonna come off. He's got heart problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it's like so yeah, he's gonna rip off his wig. It's gonna be a bad scene. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see that. No, no one wants to see a college basketball coach's toupee flying all over the place. No, no. one wants that. It's no Nobody good. Wants it. All right, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, and we hope you didn't mind waiting an extra day for us. We also we hope 
that help you live a more deeply examined life. This is a, this is a good one about behavior and, and how to cons- <laughs> and be carefully considering your, your options when presented with challenges. Uh, if you don't already, please subscribe and or review wherever gets your podcasts and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week. Well, I won't. I'm off next week, but Chris will be back with an as-yet-to-be-determined guest host with more pop culture life strategies and existentialism. And until then... Peace! Peace!